This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today again is Renee Lemire. Excuse me. Um, welcome again, Renee. Thank you. Good Thank to have you. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, um, we just turn to you this day, and we ask that your blessing be upon our listeners, um, especially those maybe who are struggling with loneliness um, or other difficulties in their life. Um, we ask, O oh Lord, that you might break into their life, especially through friendships and relationships in the church, um, that they might be consoled by the knowledge of your presence in their lives. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Renee, you know, reflecting on your story, which you've shared with us, there was one, one thread I wanted to kind of tug at. Mm -hmm. And um, at the very beginning of your story, you mentioned, um, you know, like when you were in high school, mm -hmm. that you were trying to fill this hole with relationships, you know, mm -hmm. to be the, the popular girl. Mm -hmm. um, and for some reason, it really struck me because I think... I don't, you know, I don't think we sometimes identify that mm. um, in our own lives where, you know, so say, you know, I want to be liked mm -hmm. or I want to be loved. Yeah. Um, you know, in reference to the presidential biography, they say that William Howard Taft um, um, wanted to love and to be loved. That was sort of mm. like his primary, which they say, which Teddy Roosevelt thought was a huge weakness. And, and Teddy Roosevelt was able to bully him because of that. Mm -hmm. But anyway... That's a, a crazy digression, but um, I think, you know, it, it made me think like how many times we kind of fall into that where we think relationships mm. with other human beings, and especially maybe um, relationships where we're trying to please someone or get mm. them to like us, become, it almost becomes a false god. Mm -hmm. So maybe, I mean, I don't know if you reflected deeply upon that, and of course it led to worse idols yeah, in your own life absolutely. and as it often does but mm -hmm. it seems to me that was the first idol yeah it it was i think the start of me you know subconsciously being aware of like certain woundedness or ways that i wasn't seen in my childhood or ways that i maybe was seen in the wrong ways or yeah there's just like a woundedness of of like being robbed of being seen and really cherished mm -hmm. in in a deep way that my like my daughterhood needed, you know? And so I think that was my first response is that, well, I want to be seen. I want to be cherished by people. Mm -hmm. And I like long for that. And this outlet is the first thing I'm seeing that could potentially fill that for me. So I think that, and I, and I was good at it. I was good at like, I can, I can hang with anyone. It was almost like my gifts of meeting people were that I was very relatable to mm -hmm. anyone. And I think that fed I was like, oh, this is filling me. But actually, instead of filling, it was expanding my mm -hmm. heart. And don't, don't, isn't that what we experience with idols? Like, oh, it's this instant gratification, but actually expands the whole even more for longing yeah. of what's really supposed to be there. And those human relationships, rather than being an idol, should be a sacrament, which means mm -hmm. they point to Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the value of Christian friendship, or even in that, in the case of marriage, you know, that spousal love is a, is a sacramental love. It points ultimately to Christ. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, I, I, and, you know, part of the thing that I think really struck me um, in this is, 
it is a common idol, and I think it really does set us up. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, I've, I've noticed this in a lot of um, young people that I've worked with over the last couple years, in particular mm -hmm. women, but mm -hmm. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't just say young women. Yeah. I think I also see it in young men, where there is this almost, you know, a need to be loved, a need to, to be in relationship, mm -hmm. a need for someone to like me. Mm. Um, and they, they really get into bad relationships mm. um, where they might be abused um, or used mm -hmm. or where really the relationship's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of, yeah. you know, we're going to date and do things together for years and years and years and years and maybe maybe in yeah. a couple decades we'll get married and then a couple decades after that we'll try to have children, but it might be yeah. too late. Yeah. And I, I wonder if you see that in the in the, you know, the young adults that you work with? Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to when you see women or even when I did that in my past or men and women that have that tendency, it's almost, there's a lack of conception of what should be. So whether, not saying everything has to be from the parents, but the familial role there is like plays a huge impact on what we see or what we desire or what we don't desire, right? And how we respond. So think out of a desperation of what you want it to be, right? What you want relationships to be, but you don't have a conception of what it should, like it mm -hmm. should be and what honors and respects someone's dignity, both in the man and the woman or in friendships, just it's, it's this, well, I don't have a conception or a foundation of what this really means. So I'll receive anything because we want to be known and we want to be loved, whatever that president, I forget, mm -hmm. but like, gosh, that desire, that's actually good. I want to love and to be loved. And if we don't have a proper understanding or somewhat of an understanding of what that really means, then we go out finding like the substitutes really or the knockoff brands mm. of it. There's a play by Paul Claudel and I can't, for some reason, I can't remember the name of it right now. I think it's um, the bridegroom or the bride mm. or the marriage, like the wedding or something like that. Mm -hmm. But Anyway, it's a story of um, a man who really loves this woman, mm. but she doesn't really, you know, yeah. particularly like him or like wants to marry him, and he's really desperate for her to to marry him. And there, is, but there's this line um, in the in the play where basically she says that you know, like this sort of, you know, like placing you know, my, your relationship with me in such a high standard, it almost destroys both of us, mm. you know? And the, and I think the idea there is, is when we kind of make relationships into an idol, yes. it, it does end up like it's unrealistic for this person mm. to, um, you know, to fulfill this hole yeah. in my heart. Yeah. And, and ultimately it doesn't fill that heart either. Yeah. You know? It's almost like, idols really we're looking for satisfaction mm -hmm. like that's what we point to is we're like our hearts are searching for satisfaction really so when we like do that it's this i know this can't sat it comes to that point of like mm -hmm. i know this can't satisfy me and it shouldn't like this relationship actually shouldn't fully satisfy me it's not meant to but we look we want it to and i mm -hmm. think that's where those like rubs and tensions and dysfunctions come and then, of course, I remember, I'm mindful of um, a Bob Dylan song, It Ain't Me, Babe, where, um, which Johnny Cash also covered that song. But it, essentially, it is this, that 
your expectations of what I can fulfill are unrealistic. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately, you know, the point of this is, is it is Christ who, who fulfills mm-hmm. this desire. Yeah. And once, once our orientation or we live in the truth that God, you are the only one that can satisfy me, all the other things in our life become oriented in that. So relationships actually can come. It's not like, Lord, you're the only one that satisfies. Now sign me up for the Carmelites. It's mm-hmm. like, no, that's how every Christian should be oriented. Like you are the only one that can satisfy me, but everything else will come into order in that orientation. Well, you know, like even in, yeah, in celibacy yeah. or religious life, you can have the same unrealistic, you know, how many priests mm-hmm. are obsessed with people liking them? Mm-hmm. They don't want to make a decision that's going to upset people. Yeah. Or... You know, they're they're not going to kind of, um, or they're going to try to placate people and not preach the gospel. Or yeah. um, perhaps even worse is that um, they be, you know, it, it becomes all about their personality. Yeah. And mm. and it's the same, it it's the same trajectory, you know, that yeah. you can, you know, like I'm sure, I mean, I don't, I don't know really anything about women religious, but I would imagine yeah. that that's a temptation too, to, mm-hmm. you know, to be you know, sister center of the convent, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it it is key, um, you know, not to shift too much, but another theme, I think, in your story, but also which I think we both see in, in college ministry is mm-hmm. loneliness, especially when you first, mm-hmm. your freshman year, you first get in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, maybe part of that is you're leaving the home, your home for the first time, but, you know, what what do you think is is at the heart of that loneliness? I believe when I look back at the story, when I really experienced the depths of loneliness and depression, it was everything I was filling that hole with was five and a half, five and a half hours south of me, really, mm-hmm. truly, like everything that I was leaning on, but I knew it could happen here, which was why I was scared. I knew it could happen at Florida State, like I could get those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really it was the loneliness I think that's probably where I, I experienced God speaking to me or striking at my heart, like pressing upon my heart was there was this gape. I actually felt a gaping hole. And I think that's what loneliness is. Like I am aware of a hole. I am mm. aware that, and no one else is here to like rescue me out of it. Um, that disposition, mm. I guess. And, you know, I think all of us have to kind of confront that hole you know, mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. And um, we give thanks to the Lord that he kind of gave you the grace, even though you were quite resistant to say yes, mm-hmm. you know, to invite him into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think in the same way as we dis- discover and rediscover this hole in our life to invite Christ back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this really is the story of Chris- the Christian life, you know, our discipleship. Yes. Well, Renee, thank you so much for joining us. Thank um, you. You know, I um, as as we wrap out, I do want to do a shout out to the uh, St. Thomas More Newman Center at the Ohio State <laughs> University, um, where Renee works. Um, and uh, you know, just to encourage your support, both of prayers for all of the students at OSU and all of those working um, in the outreach to the students, also um, to consider um, financially supporting the the St. Thomas More John or St. Thomas More Newman Center. Um, but again, you've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Renee Lemire has been with me. And until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.